Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sexy Scary Book Club. I'm Lisa. And I'm Jess. And we're back to talk about more <laughs> that are, I mean, usually sexy, sometimes scary, sometimes just straight up smut, which is also okay. We haven't yeah. done those in a while, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so this week uh, we're sticking with our theme episodes. So we pick a theme and then we both pick a book that fits that theme and we just kind of talk about it. So what's our theme for this week? Two books, one author. Yeah. And I am so excited that this is the author we're doing because I think it fits perfectly because I had no idea that they existed. I had never heard anything about her before. And I read one book and I was just like blown away. Like this is some good like universe building. And so then I immediately had to like seek out another book because I'm like, I, I want to see what else this author can do with the universe. And all my expectations have been met. I'm very excited. Yeah, we didn't even necessarily plan for this theme, but we mm-hmm. both kind of fell in love with this author and thought, well, what the hell? Let's talk, just talk about her and a couple of different uh, series that she's done. And one of them, the book that you're going to talk about, I've seen that one floating around on different reading groups. Mm-hmm. Um And it had been on my list for a while. But then the new series she started, which is the book I'm going to talk about, uh, and I'm going to go first. So I'll just say it's it's The Serpent and the Wings of Night. And the author is Carissa Broadbent. And this is book one of the Crowns of Nyaxia series. And it was released on August 30th of 2022. And I had heard a lot about that one. And I didn't even make the connection that it was the same author that had written the book that you wrote. And so um, I wrote, I didn't write anything. (laughs) I wish. I mean, maybe I don't wish. Who knows? (laughs) I go back and forth on that. Um, Because if you're writing, how do you read? That's like the main barrier for me. I will, um, I always hear these stories of like authors being like, I just want to go to sleep, but the characters won't stop talking to me. And I'm like, Mm-mm, I like sleep. I don't, <laughs> I don't need, need any that. extra voices in my yeah. head. <laughs> I don't need that added layer of mental illness in my life. Thanks. Yeah, I'm dealing right? with enough. Um, yeah. So I had seen a lot about this series. Uh, one TikTok video, and I don't even have TikTok. It was shared with me, you so t- I can't. I was say, I'm on TikTok. I don't Too TikTok. I, I can't handle it. I can't handle another app. But it was somebody that was like going on and on about this book. And so I kind of bumped it up in my reading list because of that. And then a friend of mine read it and loved it. Uh, so I'll just dig right into my book blurb for the book, which is kind of long. I don't have one of those. You just, you wing it on yours. Right. <laughs> I have to be more organized or I have Go. performance panic. You do you. <laughs> so a human raised by the vampire king grows up understanding that every day she'll need to be prepared to fight for her life. Under the training of her adoptive father, Vincent, Araya joins a Hunger Games style fight for the death tournament that's hosted every 100 years called the Kajari. The winner and only survivor will be granted a wish by Nyaxia, who's the goddess to the vampires. Araya enters only wanting one thing, to win and be granted her heart's desire, to be Vincent's Coriate, which will bind them together in power and lifespan. 
but when Araya enters an uneasy alliance with Rain, a vampire from a rival clan, Araya finds herself having to admit some hard truths about the life and the father she thought she knew. As they live and train together, Araya finds herself not only in a battle for her life, but for her heart as well. <laughs> oh, that heart. You got a battle for it. <laughs> so right off the bat, this has like everything, everything. I love about <laughs> fantasy romance. It's enemies to lovers, which is probably in my top trope love. It's got a powerful female character who's like, right from the get-go, she's been training to fight since she was a kid. You have and a reason. She, yes, she's so she good. Yeah, the reason that she's <laughs> fighting. We see her training. We understand kind of how she got there. Um, you know, she's a badass lady she's also got a lot of trauma <laughs> you know yes. she's got a lot of um so you know this book starts with little Ari baby Araya, and her whole family has been killed her village has been demolished and she's like standing in the ruins of that there's these two vampires that are kind of you know getting ready to eat her basically they're toying with her as food and then vincent the king of the vampires kind of lands in the situation and immediately takes a liking to her. She's got this ferocious little attitude. She's biting his finger when he picks her up and he yeah. calls her a little serpent. And he's just immediately taken with her and decides he's going to raise her as his daughter. Um, and, you know, we get a little more. I'm not going to I'm going to try not to give a whole lot of spoilers because this has a book, too. I already read that, so I'm not going to get into that. It's completely different from book one, uh, just oh. as exciting. I have but not read book two, so I won't. Yeah, I'm not going to do very spoilers. careful. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do spoilers. It's it's totally different because that's the other thing I love about this is kind of the, the like structure of the book, the formula of the book. Um, you know, it's about this tournament that she enters. And so at the beginning, you get kind of a little snapshot about what her life has looked like. So, you know, you start off with her being rescued and then it flashes forward in the future. She's, I don't know how old she is. She's pretty young. She's like 22-ish. Yeah, she say. doesn't seem that young though, so it's okay. Yeah, and so she, she's been basically having to be a prisoner in her own home for lack of a better word for her whole life because she's the she's a human in a world of vampires and everyone is lusting after her blood and so she's had to learn to be protective and and fight for herself for her whole life and so her her life is very careful and she understands the the danger that she lives in every day and the fr fragility of her humanity and she actually like has pretty much come to hate that which is mm -hmm. uh, it's a really interesting juxtaposition I think with her because she hates that about herself and she really wants to become this Coriate which I don't know if I'm saying that right so that she can I don't know it's kind of like the equivalent of a human servant I think for but it somehow gives her power too right yeah like yeah yeah it, it shares basically it ties and binds her life to Vincent's to Vincent's so she gets some of his power, some of his strength, his longevity also. But I think it's like if he dies, she dies. 
in that sort of situation. So it's, you know, it's it's a good deal for the human, but kind of not for the vampire because his life is kind of like tied to a human now. Um, but anyways, so, you know, you've got this like structure right off the bat where it's like, okay, you know, she's entering this tournament. This is something that's been like in the works for years. Like Vincent wants her to do this. He's been training her to fight for her whole life. And he's been training her to for this Kajari for years, uh, knowing it was coming up. And so it kind of reminds me a little bit of the structure of Harry Potter in a way. Where See, it's I went like, Hunger yeah, Games. Yeah, that no, that too. That too <laughs> plot-wise, obviously, because, you know, it's like a fight to it's the fight death to the where death. only one person is going to come out the victor. But it's like you go to the Moon Palace because once the tournament starts, every all the contestants have to live together in the Moon Palace. And the book is kind of set up in these different vignettes of like every trial, which is, I think it's like a different phase of the moon. I can't I remember how they even set catch it up. that. Um, but it's like, it. you know, so you've got these little kind of chunks. It's like, this is sort of the section of the story. That's the first trial. Then you go to the section of the story. That's the second trial. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that. I liked the sort of uneasy alliance of all of these contestants sharing a space together inside the Moon Palace. And I liked the different vampire tribes. Like, yeah. They weren't all the same. And then the vampires in this book are vampires. Like, they're not, like, they're not Edward. They're not cutesy. They don't sparkle. Like Vincent, they do like, have wings. Yeah, they have wings, and like some of them have like sinewy, like more leather wings, and some have like actual like feathery wings. And like I don't know, they're they're like kind of creepy, and I like that. I appreciate that. Yeah, and they've got the bloodborne tribe, which they've I, been like cursed by Nyaxia, and so they actually aren't eternal because they're sort of like this bloodborne illness is like a disease that. It does make them really strong. I think they're like the strongest of the vampires, but they have a weakness because eventually they'll go mad from this bloodborne curse and yeah. die. So yeah. I thought that was really interesting because, you know, that's, you know, vampires are always immortal. And so right. that's like, you know, they have different stakes. And you'll learn more about them in book two. But I did right off the bat think, oh, what's, you know, what's going on with these guys? They're kind of like the dark horse of the vampire Yeah, and then world. there's like vampire politics where like they're kind of looked down upon because, you know, they do have like shortened lives and they have like they can't control their bloodlust. So like, you know, I, f I felt like that, like there was like a hierarchy of like the vampire tribes and like who was yeah. in and who was out, you know? Yeah, and also, uh, so in this world, you've got people that are born vampires versus people that are turned. Mm -hmm. And that's another kind of part of the hierarchy is the turned vampires are sort of looked down upon because they're, you know, mixed with humans. So they're not purebred vampires. So they're not as good as in in the minds of the the born vampires and so i thought that was interesting because you've got rain who is the you know male alpha character of the book and he is how he was turned so he was half human so i liked that element of it because it, i felt like it gave rain and oriah some commonality because you you don't 
a lot about rain is a mystery as this book goes on like you get little snippets but you don't they're saving it for a big reveal at the end but you do know that he's from a rival clan um of course i didn't write the clan no, names that, down so i don't remember um i know i keep wanting to say highburn but that's court of it's like something Rose. like that <laughs> But yeah, so he's he's an enemy right off the bat because he's in a rival clan. And so Vincent, her father's like, you know, don't trust them. I think Rashawn. Rashawn is the clan that Rain is from. R-I-S-H-N. But I don't know the clan that Vincent's from. I can't oh, remember. Oh, Rain is from. Okay, yeah. I was like, no, that's yeah. not right. <laughs> okay. um, and so the Rashawn clan used to be in power like 2,000 years ago. And then Vincent, who's the current vampire king, he actually won the Kajari 2,000 years ago. And his wish, because, you know, everybody just gets their heart's desire if they win, if was to like take over r- the ruling. So be more he, powerful than this yeah. other clan. Yeah. So he, you know, kind of has, has spent his reign wiping out the Rashawn clan and basically just, you know, being top dog. And so, you know, Rain is Rashawn. And so he immediately, even though Araya like is drawn to him because she can Wait, Rain's not Rashawn. Yeah, Rain is Rashawn. That's the that's the rival clan it is mm-hmm. okay <laughs> <laughs> um and so there's right off the bat there's like well they're mortal enemies you know like a real romeo and juliet kind of situation <laughs> and they also have to enter this uneasy alliance because one of the trials you have to work together with other contestants and so rain rain is using her and we don't know why but she knows that she's being used too. But he's still, she can tell that he's strong. She's watched him fight. She can see that he's going to be uh, a good alliance for her to make. And Vincent doesn't like this because he doesn't trust him. And so there's that element right off the bat of, you know, how how are they going to work together and trust each other? Um, how are they going to fight these feelings that are growing between them when they want the opposite thing from one another? Uh, and just kind of that, that dynamic really does it for me. It, it reminds me a lot of Castile and Poppy mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, they're from totally different worlds and they've got their own game plan and falling in love with one another does not work. For, for them to achieve their heart's desire. And so kind of that push and pull, you know, they're fundamentally opposed, but they're, and they're growing feelings for each other. They don't kind of change their, those desires or expectations, but you have to try to watch them navigate that. And like, how are they going to find their way toward one another? And those little like slow burn stolen moments of affection and the banter, they've got really great banter, which is another like check off the box for me <laughs> yeah and this book does that thing that's really smart that i've seen other series do as well where it's like you've got your like enemy to lover you know characters but then the enemy also has like a best friend or someone that really humanizes them so then that makes you kind of fall for them as well and then it also makes like the heroine kind of fall because they see that like brotherhood or sisterhood or that like 
they see that softer side of them, not necessarily like directed towards them, but towards someone else and see that bond. I feel like that's always so effective. Yes, it totally is. Over. I have a yeah. whole section about Mish, Misha. Mish. Yeah. Or Misha, however you say her name. Um, yeah, exactly. That's such a smart character to introduce for totally the reasons you said, because Rain isn't going to like reveal these parts about himself to Araya, because in his mm -hmm. mind, that makes him weak. But you you get to learn about Rain through Mish telling Araya about how, you know, he saved her and they've been friends for all these years and he does know how to love and he does have a heart and you don't understand that he's got, you know, expectations that maybe he, he are forced upon him. Yeah. And so, yeah, exactly. You get, um, you get a lot of his history and motivation through Mish, um, where you just yeah. kind of know right away that, okay, he's, he's, one of the good guys and like i don't know quite what's what's going on there but you know you can trust him yeah it is interesting though because like we know oriana's end game right away like we know why she's in the competition we know like what she wants out of it we don't necessarily know his like we get little hints and ideas but we don't truly know it till like the very end it's like oh that's why he was there okay yeah like we just know <laughs> he's got people counting on counting him on him he says that yeah. Um, I was a little, were you kind of like, why would they both go into it if they're, they love each like their best friends? Like, because like, I was very much under the impression that this is, you can't get out. Like the only way out is death. So I did think it was really strange. And so the whole time I'm like, they must not really want to be in this forever. But the goddess is very all knowing. Like you cannot trick like what Nyx, yeah, yeah, whatever her name is. Um, she's probably really mad at me for getting her name wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, so it was kind of like, I was, I was a little confused by that. And I'm like, okay, where's the loophole? There's got to be a loophole because you're not going to kill off. Yeah, I was other. confused about that too. I mean, you do know, like Rain kind of gives it away fairly early on after they are like living in this apartment together. Um, that mish kind of tricked him into doing it's, it she yeah. like she signed up and then he's like well now i have to sign up because i've got to watch your back but yeah exactly it's like well only one of you you are coming out of this alive away. so like yeah. what's what's the plan there i mean i right. guess maybe if rain wins then mish is already dead and no because you can only have one wish i was gonna say maybe yeah. he can like wish <laughs> her back to life at that point or something. I don't know what their plan is. You're right. It didn't make a lot of sense. Um, and it was like multiple ones were like that. Like, like there was the, um, the blood, what's the blood ones, the cursed ones. Like mm -hmm. there was a group of them and like, they were all like comrades. Yeah. But I mean, I think the understanding is that sacrifice. they have to sacrifice themselves for like the greater good of whatever their ultimate goal is. But yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't get that that was ever something that was going to be in contention between Mish and Rain. Like, he was always going to get her out of that somehow. somehow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. I did think maybe that was a little bit of a, a messy part in the series is like, well, Carissa, did you actually have a, a way Escape out plan. of that? <laughs> I mean, ultimately she does, but, you know, you kind of wonder. like, Yeah, but if uh, it hadn't have unfolded that way, what was what was the plan? Yeah. Also, like, I think we have to, like, acknowledge, like, how weird it is that this human, yes, she's been raised by, like, some vampire king for years, but, like, she's human. 
And she's like hanging with like all these vampires that have magic and agility and speed and senses that like she just doesn't have. So well, and she I, does have some magic, and that yeah, which her. she doesn't know so how to use. <laughs> there is magic in this world, and it's not just the vampires that have it. But yeah, so she she is like surprised by her magic because she only mm-hmm. had kind of little puffs of it when she was training and growing up. But then all of a sudden, it seems like it's stronger, and I don't feel time. like they really make sense of that either. Like there isn't really a reason for why that happened. Well, I guess maybe no, I think it's because the situation. Actually, now that you say that, you kind of explained it in the beginning. So when you meet her, she doesn't really feel a lot because she's very calculated because everything in her life is like on, you know, high alert and she's always has to be in her head. She always has to think. And then with rain coming around, she's tapping into like her emotions more. And and even Mish whatever says it, something about like, you know, you've got to feel it. You can't like you can't use your think mind. It. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, that could be why it's coming out in these big bursts now, because she's opening up a part of Her herself that has never down. been open. Like yeah. it's been very closed off because like that's the other thing, too. It's like so weird. Like you're being raised by your enemy, but like that's your father figure. Like it's a very complicated. I don't I don't know how I mean, it's navigated by her just shutting that off. Yeah, and that I did really love that relationship dynamic between Araya and Vincent because I think it's it's a very real dynamic in a very mm-hmm. uh a fantastical yeah. world <laughs> yeah. where it's like she understands that her father is does terrible things. He's a monster. Yeah. Yeah. He is like the big bad wolf to a lot of people. and But she loves him. And even toward her, there's always been this like element of being careful. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't want to coddle her. He everything, everything about how she was raised was for her to be strong so that she could protect herself. And she understands the, the love in that. And they do love each other very much. And you definitely get these kind of tender moments between them where you see Vincent's guard coming down. But you also, yeah. like, learn really awful things that he's done through the book. And you see him through Rain's eyes and the awful things that he's done to his people. And and Araya having to, to navigate that, like, still mm-hmm. loving her father, but having to figure out where to put that, where to put all these terrible things that you're learning. And that's the thing. She's got her little like Buffy the Vampire Slayer side gig where she goes out and she kills vampires like at night, like vampires that are like, you know, she kind of is playing like judge and prosecution there. But like she kind of, you know, deems like, well, that's a bad vampire that's like going to go kill this young girl so I can kill him. Right. Like Like, they have rules. Like they're not supposed to be killing humans in the way that they hunt them in the the human districts but it's not really regulated yeah. and so yeah so Araya is really like this little vigilante and she sneaks out of her room and she that. goes killing vampires and yeah I love that part because you can leave the moon palace like you just have to be back by the time the sun is up yeah so yeah, so so Rain follows her when she goes out to the human districts and watch her watches her kill a vampire. And, you know, then he makes himself known. And at first she's like, oh, shit, you know, like he's not going to like that I'm out here killing his people. And then you learn that he actually thinks it's pretty badass because he used yes. to be human and human. he doesn't agree with 
you know, them just hunting them like a free for all. And, and so yeah. they kind of, they train by hunting vampires together. And so yeah, that's, and that's a like, real like bonding moment for them. Yeah. It's actually, I think it's like really like smart of the author and like a really cool way to do it. Cause it's like, you know, she's always kind of looking to be more than human and he is more than human and he's trying to like capture being human again. And they kind Mm -hmm. of meet in that journey, like where those two things collide. And it's like, it's really cool. Like, I think it's so well done. Yeah. Yeah. You really like can understand why they're falling for each other. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I love them. I, they're like in my top. They're up there, right? Yeah. My top couples, my top book (laughs) couples. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to think if there's if there's anything else that I really want to say about it. I mean, I don't want to give away the ending. Why um, not? <laughs> because because I just think I I don't know. I just don't. Okay. I think it's a spoiler to say who wins. I will say yeah. I will say that you know they're both in it till the end. Um, uh, yeah, and you have to say for me personally, I can't speak for you. Out of all the books I've read recently, this was one of the most satisfying endings I've read in a while. Like I, this, this ending's definitely chef's kiss. Well done. And yeah. then I think I even told you like when I finished it, I was like, so it is a cliffhanger, but it still feels like a complete story. Like yeah, exactly, I know that's because that's why I'm special. saying like, book two is totally different, but it's like this whole new challenge. Mm-hmm. Like the way that it yes, ends, it's like, it okay, this, you know, this trial, this Kajari has come to an end. There is a winner. And like, wow, that really sets <laughs> sets a lot of new things in motion where, yeah. you know, where you end with Araya, like she survives. I'll say that Rain and Araya both survive at the end of the book. But it's like, well, how are they going to navigate this? They yeah. survive. Somebody does not. There's definitely a lot of deaths in this book. And you learn a lot more about Rain, which yeah. I i mean, I know we don't want to give away the ending, but I love the like slow reveal of who he truly is. It's pretty cool. It was yeah. well done. It but. was. It was exciting. <laughs> it was surprising. Yes. I didn't know how it was going to end. I didn't. I mean, yeah, I figured, I obviously, I figured that both of them were going to survive because I knew there was a book too. <laughs> right. Um. But yeah, I I didn't guess exactly what was going to happen. And I also thought the action of the book was great. Right? I know. All of the action scenes, the battles, it was exciting. Um, Yeah, it's just, it really ticked off all of the boxes for me in in terms of what I love about fantasy romance. And it was also scary. Like, she, um, she doesn't, like, shy away from some gruesome action scenes, you know? Or, like... You know, oh, and there's the one character that um, Rain or Oriana, Oriana, why can't Araya. I remember the name? Araya. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a food co-op. <laughs> Araya. Um, like, that she loves is, like, kind of, like, a best friend for her. It's, like, that um, woman that, like, the lives amongst lady. the vampires. Yeah. She's human, and she has a scar. She always has all these colorful scarves, and she had, like, gifted Araya the scarf that she kind of held on to as, like, a, I think it was, like, a a touch piece for her humanity mm-hmm. that she yeah. connected to throughout the trials. Um, but like, she's killed off, you know? Yeah. And it's like, Oh, Oh, okay. Like we Pretty play that brutally. way in this universe because you know, exactly. Like you, you never know when you first start 
or well, maybe not even series, but you're first starting to get to know an author. You don't know how far they will go or if it is going to be more gory or if they tend to like, you know, or if they're someone that's going to do a, a sex scene with a like fade to black. Um, so you quickly find out that like she goes there. Mm-hmm. So I, I appreciated that. Like, and it was truly yeah. like, there's sometimes I'm like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and even with Araya, I mean, look, like she would have died. Like yeah. you, you made the point of like her being human in this world of vampires. Yeah. And like she legit would have died if not for rain. Yeah. This because is a vicious he, world. He had to like... save her. I mean, and she did saved him too, but that's how they kind of came to share an apartment. Cause at first she was like, I'll, I'll maybe have an alliance with you, but I'm not going to cohabitate with you. Like I'm still yeah. going to be on my own, but then she gets attacked and Basically, if if Rain hadn't kind of spirited her away and gotten her medicine, she would have died. So that kind of helped, I think, cement the uneasy trust that she had in him initially was that he didn't, you know, drink her blood. He did help her. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it, it was great. I loved it. I will say I read book two. I also loved it just as much. Um, There is going to be a third book. But I will say that Araya and Rain's story has, I don't think they're going to be the main focus of book three. We still have some stuff to do, I think, but they're they're kind of the main arc of their story got wrapped up in book two, which I'm actually okay with because I I don't think that you need to go on and on and on and on with this, with a story if. You That's can't can't true. like maintain the momentum. We learned that in season one. As much yeah. as I love fever. <laughs> yeah. So I'm okay with that because I will say that they she actually has a novella that I would recommend reading between book one and two called Six Scorched Roses. And it's featuring oh, different right. characters, but those characters do go on to make an appearance in book two. And so I guess for me, it's like, I will absolutely read more because this world is very interesting and uh, the other characters in it are very interesting. So it's like yes. a- anyone new that she's introducing, I'm, I'm excited to learn more about. So um, well, I'm I am bummed because I love Oriya and Rain. I I'm just as excited to read book three and see yeah. where the story goes from there. Um, so yeah, I mean that's I, I guess read book two. I guess I give it five. I'm gonna give it five stars or whatever. Nice. This is probably like my favorite book I've read so far this year. Um, mm-hmm. The my first book that I read by this author. And I love her. Like she's definitely in my my top author picks right now. I, I will read everything that she writes. Um, and yeah, I just, oh yeah. I was gonna say as far as the sexy goes, there isn't like a whole lot of sexy in this. There's enough for me because as I've come to realize, like I'm not gonna say I don't like smut, but I definitely have to be in the right mood for it. Um, So I don't think this book is smut. You do get a pretty satisfying sex scene in it. Um, But it's like a lot of slow burns, lingering touches, smoldering looks, almost kisses. Yeah. So by the time you get to the payoff, it feels really satisfying to me because it it doesn't happen too soon. And, you know, it's like all this sexual tension has been building up. So um, it was perfect for me. 
But I know a lot of people out there that, that like there to be a lot of sex in the books might be disappointed because it's definitely a slow burn. Um, so, you know, I guess maybe I would give it like two and a half on the sexy out of right. five. See, I, I don't, yeah, you're right. It's like, it's subjective because, you know, like I like the slow burn. And then me too. if I get a pay one payoff with a book of slow burn, that is success to me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, all right. I don't even mind Perfection. like having to wait till book two, book two. honestly. It just yeah. depends. I mean, I'm definitely like bummed out about it, but that's another thing that you run into. It's again, preferences. But when they start fucking like right away and it's like a series, so there's going to be multiple books, I'm most likely just kind of skipping over those sex scenes by the time you get into like book two or three. It's so true for me It too. gets boring. Yeah. It's like yep. there's no... I don't know. Unless something yeah. happens that kind of like pushes the them apart and then they have to come back together again, like then it can be exciting. But otherwise, yes. I'm just like, I don't know. Like how many times we do go I need again. to read about you guys fucking? Yeah. It just gets kind of stale. I totally agree. Um, and this subject will probably come up again for our next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was something that I recently experienced. Um, not purse-like experience, experience that in my reading. <laughs> Oh, you're fucking oh. staying fresh then is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah. So I like just like you, I absolutely loved this book. And so I immediately had to seek out another book by her and another universe. And I will say this universe, I was a little like, I don't know. It's not vampires. I'm not sure. It's just different. as good. Totally it's, drawn It's in. a lot different. Yeah. And that's it another is- thing. I'll say kudos to her because – Really, like, her characters are very different from one another, and yes, that's hard they, to do, I think. Yeah. You know what she can do, which so many authors cannot do, so much so to where I kind of hate it when they do it, where they switch the perspectives. Mm. You know, I've talked about this before. I'm not a fan. I know people love it. I do not. But the voices really are different. So when it's something is from one person's perspective, it, it is. it feels different. The tone is different. The thought process is different. And I'm like, and I really appreciate that, that she can pull that off. Yeah, it just totally depends for me. One of the things is how how do they start out the series? Yeah. Because if they start out doing that, that's great. But sometimes it'll be like one book will be from, or like one or two books will just be from the main character's perspective. And then all of a sudden in book three, everybody's getting their own chapters. Yeah. And it's like, well, this is, where did this come from? Like, this Actually, is totally as much different. as I love her, Karen Marie Moaning kind of did that with Fever. It was just like, we were always like Max perspective, like very much in like her head. And then it just flipped and it's like, oh, oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> it was very weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but Chris Abrambet, I think she does a great job with it. Um, I think, for this book, the most I don't know the um the, well the book I read what is it called? Oh, Daughter of No Worlds. It's a good title. It's a fun title. Yeah. Um, I think it mostly starts off with like the heroine's perspective, but there's some switches in there, so it's not too abrupt when you start getting more um, perspectives from other characters. Um, but much like the book, what was the other one that we just talked about? Just these names are too long. Ashes of something. Much like that book. The um, one I read, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> The, the Ashes is the second book. Oh, uh, Serpent, Serpent and Wings. and the Wings of Night. It's a <laughs> long you. title. Yeah, so much like that book, I loved the two main characters, but like all the side characters were so interesting and well done, and I, I so much want more of them because um, I just found them really interesting and like lovely. But um, just a like, quick synopsis, like 
she um the book actually opens which i didn't realize this with a big hint of like the alpha male's backstory but i'll come back to that so it opens there and then that you also check in with your heroine um and she's a you know a young girl and she's being taken away by slave traders uh, and her mom is sent off to the mines. And right away, you learn that like she's very strong. She's very defiant. She's like, you will get more money for me. Take me. And beautiful. And be- yeah. We, well, yes. And no. Because of <laughs> prejudice. But <laughs> um, so, yeah, she's taken away. And then basically she lives, I think it's eight years as a slave. Um, and then she buys her freedom or tries to buy her freedom and sets out to learn more about her powers and politics and the world that she lives in. Yeah, and so how she, she is can, a magical being. She's a magical being. Yep. And she's she going to learn more about that magical world. Yeah. We'll get there, Lisa. <laughs> I just love, I mean, she's so interesting. I really love them. She is. So like, let's just, let's just get into it then. Um, so her name's Tasana and she is... I guess you would call it a half breed. They call it fragmented. So there's two like main like magical people in this world. Um, so there's what are they called? I should look this up really quick. I Don't ask this. me. It's been too oh, long. There's the Valtane and the Solaire. So it's very much like the Valtane are like kind of like they're described like very like albino-esque, like very white. One of the main characters, like her eyes are so blue. They're almost white. Like you almost can't see like the iris um and like and they deal with emotions they're empaths they can manipulate how you feel um both of these magical beings are called wielders because they wield magic and then the solaire are more like fire and like i i don't know i feel like they're more like earth or like you know the i can't read the valtain are more like moon and sky and air right and then i couldn't i think they both they all conjure things so like you said like she conjures up these butterflies um, and everyone can kind of do that to some extent, but they manipulate their magic or they draw the power from their magic from different sources. So that's like the main difference between them. And then the Valtain are much more known for like their power with like manipulating emotions. Uh, so that's kind of what you've got. And then um, Tasana, she is like, she's what they said, fragmented. So like you don't really know which power resonates more in her. Um, but she does have the ability to sense emotions from that one side. And then I don't know if she really deals with fire much because um, that's well, yeah, she does. She has fire as well. And then she makes these pretty butterflies. Um, She's another one kind of like Ember from the Darkness series where I had a really mm-hmm. hard time like picturing picturing her what she looks like. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they kind of say, like, she's very white, but then she has, like, tan parts on her body. So that's how they know yeah, that she's so fragmented. Yeah, like, um, oh, what's that condition I'm thinking of? The pigmentation condition. Oh, like that famous have. supermodel. Winnie something. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I know. I was that. trying to I picture something like that. And she has, like, also the one eye is one color and one eye is yes. the other. Like, yeah. So I, I just had a hard time, like, kind of visualizing her. Yeah, I agree. I know. More I always so have such a hard characters. time seeing Ember. I'd be like, let me try this really hard. In my <laughs> but um, it's like the book opens like right away. There's action um, because she has been working hard to buy her way out from the, the man that owns her. Um, 
And so she finally collects all this money by like dancing at parties. Like she never like sleeps. Which was like a crazy amount. Like it was more than she was worth. And he had like pitched this number to her kind of thinking it would never be matched. Thinking like, yeah, she'd never be able to save up this money doing what she does. And she quickly discovers that because she goes and she's like, look, I've done it. And like they have a weird dynamic too where it's like he is almost like a father to her, but he's also sleeping with her. Her abuser. Yeah. Yeah. And her abuser. Um, And so she's like, I've done it. I'm here to buy my freedom. And it's like a quick switch where you realize like, oh, she was never going to get her freedom. And not only is she not going to get her freedom, he's so pissed at her, he's going to beat her to death. Um, And in this moment, she kind of like, I don't know if she always knew she had that power, but she realizes that she can like, it's kind of interesting how they describe it. It's like strings, which we've heard that before. But basically she like attaches to the string in his brain and realizes like she can just crush it in her hand. Um, kind of like the so uh, the uh, uh, what's the series Shadow and Bone, the like type of witches there that I don't remember what they're called, but the ones that can like control your heartbeat and stuff. I oh, the heart like, renders. It, like it is kind of like a heart render, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she basically does that, and it's like, oh, shit, I just – and he's a powerful man. Like, this isn't like a weak man. He has a lot of, um, you know, allies. Uh, so she's got to get out of there fast. And she knows that she's part Valtane, and there is, like, a, a Valtane man that has come for years and kind of visited. And so she has a connection with him. So she's got to get out, and her plan is to go to him to try to find, like, a safe place because he always said, you know, even the fragmented will be, yeah. you know, welcomed um, the order he works for the order and i guess i that seems like it's like the organized power of wielders is the order yeah uh, well and it's like they train you it's kind of like there's a school there's like yeah. an apprenticeship sort of thing yes yeah so that's where we end up i mean she does and i'm well, and like her friend yes bring yeah i don't that's remember I'm his going. name okay sarah <laughs> sarah it's sarah i remember yeah so sarah like so sarah basically helps her kind of like cover up i think she he like stabs the guy so it looks like he was stabbed instead of you know his brain was just crushed um and helps her escape but she has to leave him and so she's just like i will come back for you like because he's a slave as well or is he like a soldier he's a slave too slave as well yeah they're all pretty much slaves because like she thought that they were gonna go together and then at the last minute he's like honey i can't come with you yeah like it's like a realistic like slap in the face like come on you know i can't go um, so she has to leave him, but she journeys off. And like right away, you know, like she is tenacious. Like she is going to get through stuff no matter what. And like she's like half dead, just hunched on a horse, like going for days and days to get to this place. Um, and then she finally arrives. I think she pretty much passes out, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, it's so good. I think the author did that so well, like her trying to learn the language. Yeah. And so there's this great, there's a lot of really good like imagery and just like, Finding, like, a really clever way, like, in, like, simple descriptions to make you emotionally connect. I, feel I thought like that language thing was so great because they never do that in books. Like, they it's don't. just sort of the, like, suspension of belief that, like, yeah. everybody's going to be able to understand each other. Right? No, they navigate it they really well. And, like, I love, like, the whole, like, time she's, like, on this horse. She's just, like, trying to say in that language that's native to where the order's at. Like, my name is Tisana, da, da, da. I'm looking for Zephyr, da, da, da. Like, that's all she's trying. Her like, mantra. she's just, yeah, yeah, she's saying it over and over. And it is like a mantra. It's getting her there. And it's also making sure she has those words when she arrives. And like, I don't know, it was like a really, I felt like so connected to her, like through that. And then also just to see like that evolution as she does kind of learn the language was really well done. 
Yeah. Um, I really appreciated that. But, but, you know, she makes it there. Um, and like what you said, they basically they train you. Um, and she's very she's way behind, even though she's pretty young. Um, but they start like well, what, they start like, kids. Yeah. 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 So like it's so funny because like they're kind of like calling her geriatric, but like she's a young. I, yeah, I want to say like, she's like 20. I don't know, like, you should have started this apprenticeship years ago. It's so, like, I don't really know where yeah. we're going to put you. Yes. And so where do they put her? They put her with like this beautiful disgruntled ex-wielder that worked for the order named it's like maxitarius but yeah just say max because we don't have time for you to say (laughs) that like he's so wonderfully surly but like you remind me of snape yes he does have kind of a snape vibe but i love him because it's like oh yeah you meet him and he's like he lives like out in the country away from the order like i think they call it something towers away from there and like they arrive and he's just like, why are you here? And who is this child like trampling my irises? Like, and he's just tending his garden. You know, he's trying to find like this tranquility and peace all by himself, you know, out in nature. And she just comes like, you know, rumbling into his life. Um, and then I was thinking the whole time, like I was reading this, I'm like, because they spent so much time building that relationship. And him finally, finally deciding to train her. He was a real sourpuss about it for a while. <laughs> well, I um, mean, he pretty much, like, you don't know what they've got on him. But yes. there was, like, something they've got on him where he couldn't say no. He couldn't say no. And, and that's he still apparent. was going to, but it just took him a, a while to come around to the fact that, no, he has to do this because yeah. he's obligated. Well, and what made him really do it was that, like, he realized she wasn't, like, power-hungry she wasn't your typical like wielder that needed to learn. Like she wanted to help people, and like, she's she had also been a tenacious. Slave. Like, yes, he and could, she... he could appreciate that she would not you know, give up. Doesn't yeah. give up. Yeah, she's really gonna, to her own detriment, do yes. something as long as it takes to master it. Absolutely, and like she has got like she's one track mind. Like she is going to go back and she is going to get Cyril and she is going to free the slaves. Like there's no question. Like that's what she's here to do. And that's what she's going to do. Um, but they do, they like, I love their relationship as it forms. And like, I think it that really is like a friendship. It is. Yeah. And it's like, he's teaching her magic, but he's also teaching her like the language and like that whole interaction is hilarious. And she's trying to learn words and like, he'll get kind of mad with her and say something. But he also like thinks she's cute. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a really like, and like, he like thinks she's a child for the longest time, but then that like, you know, she starts to show. Yeah, that was a little bit for me, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like the, it's, build up to like the sexual component of their relationship was not as not I wasn't in it as much as the serpent series oh really but I still loved loved it it. I mean I still love that and I love Max and um but yeah I don't know something about like it was just like I guess sweeter it was it was like yeah. more of a tender development between the two. Well, their relationship is much more tender. Like I wouldn't even call it like enemies to lover. It's no. just like surly surly guy to, you know, I have a heart 
Yeah. And you're kind of cute. It's a very different <laughs> dynamic, right? Yeah. Um, and he does. He teaches her about magic. It turns out, like, he's pretty, pretty damn good at this magic thing. Um, so he is an amazing teacher for her. Um, so he teaches her about that. He teaches her language. He teaches her that everyone is out to use her for something, you know? And he also, like, you get glimpses of kind of, like, his history and that he was very much used and, like, the guilt that he carries in him because of that. And he really is... He gets to a place where he's really just trying to protect her from having to carry that same guilt. Right. Well, he hates the order. He does. And so he's like, you know, I get it's like a means to an end, but I don't agree that you're, um, I don't agree with this track that you're putting yourself on. Yeah, exactly. And she, But the thing is, like, I don't even think her track is to be in the order. Her track is just to have power so she can help her friends. Like, yeah, that it's really a means all it to is. an end for her, too. Yeah. yeah. But then it does turn out, like, Oh, wait, she actually does have a good amount of power and she's actually pretty damn good at this. Oh, hey, <laughs> like there's something here, you know. And so eventually, yes, the order recognizes her power and then they want to use her. Um, and so that's kind of where we go. Um, but speaking of like side characters, so Samarin is his like ride or die best friend. Loved that character. Oh God, so so needed. Yeah, he was perfect for, for like that kind of like lightness. And once again, also like it showed to her that like, okay, there's people that really care about him. So there is like a kindness in him and there's something that people really connect to. And like Samarin is very much looking out for him and it's obvious. Um, and then Samarin's got his little like student that he's teaching moth I think is what's his name yeah. and he's always just like accidentally setting things on fire and like making a mess of things like I just loved that little like extra extra something to like really like bring you into the say, world I'm, like, I'm very concerned about Samarin yeah like I hope that he makes it through the rest yeah. of the series we'll see how it goes yeah I'm not sure either and but. he's got a cool power too where he can like manipulate mm uh bone and muscle yeah like he's not a necromancer but it feels like he is in a way because like you know he can like, take control of your muscle. body yeah. yeah so it's a really cool thing oh and that was such a cool way too for like um tasana and max to like come together and like you kind of start to learn the bomb that they have when they basically go on like a raid with the order and max very much you can tell he has a power that he is fried frightened of he doesn't like to use and he trusts Tasana so she basically can like sense the energies and the people inside and then he sends his power in to kind of knock them out like fire um and like this this really cool moment where they have to work together even though they're both like well not, not like as much trusting each terrified. other as, as much yet yes and he's like oh, okay not only do I have to like acknowledge this crazy power that I have right now but I also have to trust someone that I'm not going to use it in a way that's going to hurt someone that I don't want to hurt and like bring more guilt down. So it was cool. I liked how they did that. Rather other yeah. Much together. like with the rain character, I really like the like layer of mystery in the main yes. male character and how that's like peeled away like an onion as the story progresses. Yeah. But I will say, so I told you, I like kind of like scanned through it quickly because I actually read this book a while ago. And the first chapter is like totally Max's backstory and um, the girl, what's her name? Nura. So Nura is like um, the second in command of the order. And like right away, Tasana's like, oh, she was your lover, wasn't she? Like she can tell. Um, and so they were definitely in some type of war together and they ended it. They were victorious, but it was at a cost of like Max's, you know, I don't know, well-being 
belief in himself. <laughs> you know, it basically did something to him that he was never the same after. Um, but that first scene or the first chapter is them like on that battlefield and Nura making that call like, no, you got to let you got to let the other thing in. Yeah. And it is yeah. like so it starts with that betrayal. But when you're first reading the book and getting into the universe, you don't, you don't know catch them it. yet. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, it didn't even really stand out to me. And then going back through, I was like, oh, well, it's right here for oh, me. <laughs> yeah. I didn't catch it. Yeah. And there is also a really interesting character because like I feel like the end of the book, I don't really know whose side she's on. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think she does care for Max, but I think she also cares. She's a gray, morally gray character. She is, and she definitely has some, like, higher purpose that she is very, very loyal to. But Yeah, that, that she doesn't know. Yeah, because she does drop sure. that in every once in a while. Like, you just got to trust me. Like, there's yeah. a bigger picture here that you don't understand. I can't tell you more about. But, like, yes. I promise I'm not being evil. <laughs> right. And, well, and, like, yeah. And in the book, you kind of assume that it's, like, oh, it's, like, an order thing. Like, her and Zephyr. Because he's, like, the arch commandment that um she later, Tisana later discovers. He's, like, the big bad of the order. And she didn't know that. She just thought he was, like, you know, a Valtain that came to visit the village. Um. But like you don't like I assumed that it was just something in line with him and the order's greater good. But I think she's got her own agenda completely. So yeah, it's very interesting. We'll see. Yeah, because you like, uh, what's her name? Nura and is it like Zephyr or something like that? Yeah, I don't remember yeah. his name. Um, they seem more like on the same page when you initially meet them. But yes. as the book goes on, you can see that they, they, they don't line up. A lot yes, of times. Exactly. And I think like Nura uses him as like a means to an end. And so there's I I I hope that we get more of their dynamic because their dynamic is really interesting to me. I think we will based off of the way this first book ends. Cause like basically like those suspicions come to light because like Zephyr's like like, oh yeah, my uh second command, who I don't trust at all, and I'm doing my own thing here. Um, we'll see how she plays into it, but you know. It's very much you get the first glimpse of like they are not united in any way. Um, and then there's also side characters too. There's a, the weird little queen Cessary, which I love. I love a weird little preachy queen. queen. <laughs> yes. And like, and she's like, I mean, you meet her and she's basically just like assassinating some man. Um, or is that the right word? You kill someone yeah. in public? Okay. Um, no, she's, I mean, there's a, a, there's a yeah. executing. Executing. There we go. <laughs> um, and like, she's just this little child. And like, she's a, de like determined to find out all these traitors that probably caused her father's death, but they're not really traitors. And she's also being manipulated by the order. Um, well, yeah, she's got like the main advisor guy, and there's something something about him, like Samarin and Max don't like. Like they're like, why is that guy like you know advising the queen? It's hilarious. Um, and so, and then the end, you do figure out that Zephyr and him are working together. But like, yeah, but she's a cool character. Like I love a little wicked child queen. Um, but you know, it turns out in the end, I think she actually has more of a compassionate side, and she's just been manipulated. So see where that goes too but just a lot of like really good like universe building i you know i said like i love that other universe so much that i was kind of like i don't know i don't know about this one but i like fell right into it as well it's so cool um and we're missing a big 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 component is that um so i said the order like recognizes like she does have a power and they need they want to use her because they have this like mysterious weapon yeah 
And basically they will put that weapon in her and let her access this amazing power, you know, but there is a cost like, because this amazing power can take over as well. Like it's not just an easy, like, you know, a little button. I've got more power. Yeah. Like you're sharing your body and mind with this thing. Yes. Yeah. And then you do later find out that Max also carried the same power. Um, and it did terrible things and made him do terrible things. And so now she's kind of in that place as well where she's doing some stuff where like she doesn't have control. And it was it's called like Roche or what's it called? Yeah. Oh yeah. Roche. Right. It's just this like being that's living inside of her. It's very I keep like going back book. to fever. It's very <laughs> Mac in the book. Yeah. Um remind me so much of it. And like it made me uncomfortable immediately because that part of fever series was so uncomfortable for me when like Mac was taken over by the book. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. well, it's like, you know, this sentient being like also wants something and you don't know what yeah, it wants. And it also like has this obsession with Max. And so, you yeah. know, it's going to like use her to, to hurt him. And so that's kind of an added, uh, that's a great, instead of it being enemies to lover, it's a great obstacle to put in place for, you know, something that's maybe keeping them. Yeah. Apart in a physical way. Yeah. And the this one, like much like the book too, it has like little temper tantrums. I'm like, you are like this like all powerful being, but like it'll get in these little like, you don't love me. You left me. Blah blah. You know? And like mm-hmm. and he's the this being is very upset with Max for turning on him and or it. Kicking I don't know. out of its, yeah. body, its body. Yeah. Yeah. And then and so just assuming that Tasana will do the same. And of course, we want Tasana to do the same because like we're like, this is terrible. Get this thing out of her, you know. Um, but like by the end, like she somehow gets into it, which is really cool. Like she sees it for the first time instead of like it looking into her. Um, and I didn't quite get that. I hope they developed that more because I was it was a little unclear to me. Um, but yeah, you I mean, you leave. They do end up being lovers. I liked it. You didn't like it. There's like this really No, I sweet- did like okay. it, but it just took me it I liked the book, but it just took me like a little bit longer to warm up to the way their romance worked. Was working. Yeah, yeah. but I I love it. I mean, I still love it. I just think if I had to pick I, the Serpent series is a little more near and dear to my heart than, than yeah. this one. Okay. Yeah. But it's also say. not finished, so this is True. one thing to note about this book is it is a fully formed series. It's a trilogy. So they're all out. I haven't read them all yet, but neither have I. But yeah, I do I I just loved this one too, very much slow, slow burn. And then you finally get some sex, which everyone can hear. Which I thought was funny. <laughs> right. Samron's like, well, you don't really keep that a secret now, did ya? Um <laughs> But like I think well, it's only like one time, right? Tent? Yeah, yeah, it was like one so. time in public and <laughs> that's it. But I did still really appreciate it. And then, yeah, it closes like kind of like similar to the serpent wing, whatever. Um, I feel so bad. I can never remember names. <laughs> um, but like it finishes where there's more story to tell, but it still feels complete somehow. Um, she's really good at that. Yeah. yeah. I, loved it. I mean, look, like a cliffhanger has its place, but I don't I prefer this type of ending if I have to pick. I don't need a cliffhanger. I don't need everything to be like a huge cliffhanger. Yeah, no, I agree. So I was just looking to make sure I didn't miss anything. I think that's <laughs> I think that's what yeah, I Yeah, that's to talk I about. yeah. I think you pretty much 
nailed every all the good plot points and all the good plot points yeah <laughs> there is a whole stratig stratigram thing oh yeah that was cool and yeah. it very much reminded me of like dr strange love with the like circles and the shapes and the triangles mm. and portals and but so like she really wants to learn them and max is just like you don't need to know these this is later this is high level stuff like let's just work on recreating flowers <laughs> and um eventually like She's like, no, I'm going to learn them. And so she just starts tracing him. He's like, well, fine. So he starts like teaching yeah, like, her a little. You're not doing it right. Yeah. yeah. He, like, she's very good at, um, she's like a psychologist. It's like she really can like understand what makes people tick. So she yes. knows like this is what I need to do to kind of get him on my side. Because right. he's got this, you know, kind of he is powerful and he knows his shit. And then so he's like, I'm not going to teach you that. Like, I'm just I'm not going to teach you that. We're not doing that right now. And so she'll just start doing it. And then he's like looking over her shoulder. Kind of, well, you're not doing that right at yeah. all. Let me show you. <laughs> so I did really enjoy that element. Yeah. And that does much like that speaks to like the core of her magic is like she does. She understands emotions. She understands people's motivations. So it would make her like really good at understanding how to like get him to do what she wants yeah like she's like the bratty i mean she's not a little kid she's a woman but she's like you know she'll wear you down yeah she, exactly. she's like she knows how to get what she wants but not in like a, a i mean it is still manipulative but she's got this very good kind heart yeah so it, it doesn't it's not kind of the same as being manipulated for a the wrong reason <laughs> yeah yeah you know i didn't mention that she does eventually go back and she does get her friend and she does free the slaves but it doesn't feel quite as um great because she's got this being inside of her that's kind of wreaking havoc so there's you know I don't yeah know. there's like an element of danger that it's like there is are these yeah. people really any safer with exactly her? exactly and i do really really love the scene where you know, she unleashes her power and Max finally, like, lets his power go because even without Roche, Max is very powerful and he doesn't, he doesn't like to use his power. Like, it's, I don't know, he carries so much guilt, I think it's hard for him to let go. And there is a scene where they come together and both of their powers just letting go. And I did really love that scene, but I don't want to ruin it because I, yeah. I thought it was so good. That I mean, I it's, yeah, it's kind of like it. the climax of the that book. Yes, and it's like beautiful. Like yeah. fire and Yeah, it reminded and... me a lot of um Guild. Like yeah. that scene in Guild where Orin killed see that. King Midas. It had the same sort of like flavor to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of actually I I felt a lot of like um Raven Kennedy and kind of that same type of like therapy undercover vibe (laughs) you know and and these books as well that I just I love I think they're just smart and they're thought out and And I mean to me that's like the chef's kiss is Mm -hmm. it's always about the world building for me like even if you're talking about just like a straight smut book I can get on board with smut it's still gotta have good world building if it doesn't yep. have good world building, I don't care. I don't care about the characters. I'm not invested in them. All the side characters, they can be such throwaway people in a book, if depending on how the author treats them. It's so true. And like that's why I feel like I keep having to talk about the side characters because they're so well done. And like there's still some that I didn't mention. Vox, he's the one that helps them get away. And in the very beginning, and she has to make that choice that he might 
there will be re- repercussions. Well, yeah, because he doesn't him. know that she's not supposed to leave. He's exactly. tri- she's tricking him. And she knows that, but she still does it because I think the promise that she made to her mom, she'll survive no matter what. And so she does that. And like he comes back and like he's pissed. Like he was tortured. He's half the man he used to be. And like that was a really interesting and that was a tiny little side character. Still mm-hmm. super interesting. And there's like, you know, where you left that. I assume he's going to come back in yeah. some capacity because she's like makes sure that he's going to be provided Taking for even of. though he hates her guts and hopes she dies. Yes. She still wants to make sure that his needs are going to be seen to and she she works that in as part of the deal that she arranges when she agrees to like have Rashawn yeah. you know placed oh. inside of her she like has i i liked that scene a lot where they're negotiating the, the contract because max is like warning her to you know be very if you're gonna do this you have to be very specific about it it's just she really goes in there with zephyr and you know yeah. spends all this, this time this, making sure this, the deal is yeah. exactly the fine print reads exactly how she wants it to and yeah, and that's very, like, a nod to, like, Faye, you know, where they can, like, you know, trick your words and you can make promises and then you end up paying, you know. Yeah, like the monkey's paw kind of. Yeah, exactly. And then I did, like, I loved that part, too. Like, there's so many, like, just, like, human funny moments where, like, she's like, well, how about a blood pact? And they're like, wow, you're, like, the dramatic one, aren't you? <laughs> like, where'd you even hear about blood packs? Gross. <laughs> fine <laughs> you know like it was just so many moments like that as she's like learning and navigating this world and like the characters are reacting this to someone that doesn't know stuff and is you know making odd demands and like it's just it was very organic and it's just really good world building like, i loved yeah. it i can't re- wait to read the the rest of them They're i know i'm like how did i stop after this like i guess i had some because pressing books does. i really wanted to read well, but also when it does like finish in a satisfying way where yeah. you're not like i have to immediately go to the second book yeah we can like, take a breather. thank you thank yeah. you carissa broadbent that is a gift you are giving us to where we can actually set it down and go read something else and then come back to it and enjoy it and savor it like i love it mm-hmm. well done yeah a plus can't wait to read more (laughs) and same thing too this one there was sexy there was scary there was gory like same thing like she'll 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 do it she'll go there and i appreciate it so yeah so it's like there is some sex for those of you that don't want to read unless there is there is but you know you gotta like work for it there's some i liked their slow burn a lot like there's the like what do you what and like you just want them to say it like they're so close and then it's like they turn away and go to bed it's like ah yeah. <laughs> there's many like, like missed we, moments can we just get like a little foreplay scene or something yeah. well there is when he's like she's in her dress and he's like taking mm-hmm. her dress off for her and like he's her using his teeth gets, and, like, like tangled yeah. in her hair yes. so that Not, I thought there was, was lots I of could, moments there could have been like a little more in that scene for yeah me. I guess could have been a little hotter yeah <laughs> yeah but I love it this and, and you know this was one of those books I went to rate it after I read it I'm like five stars no hesitation because yeah. like even books I love I'll still be like, there's that one thing that kind of bugged me. So I'm going to give it four. And like, you know, four stars for me is actually like, that's a good rating. That's a that great means, rating. It means I really liked the book, but it didn't just take me away. I had no hesitation. I'm like, this is a five star. She, I will probably always give everything that she writes five stars unless really, you know, muck something up. <laughs> yeah. I think people give away five stars too easily. And yeah, they're just excited. Like the creme de la, you know what I mean? Yes. Like four stars is very great. That's like a great review. 
to yeah. give a book. I and agree. sometimes things get five stars and I don't I don't get it. Yeah. I was laughing. I was like kind of looking through some stuff and people either love the cover on this book or they hate it. Like someone's like, I didn't read this forever because like the just cheesy YA cover, like I didn't like it. And then another, um, actually an author that we've done before, she was like, I put this on my to read list because I just love the cover. It was so beautiful. <laughs> it's so funny how people are just so like, I do put feel on like, up. and look, you know, I get it because it's just another expense for authors and a lot of these books are you know self-published or they you know they don't have a lot of money to work with but all these covers man they all look so similar to one another it's like a sword or a flower and like you know graphic print of the title of the book or then you got the lady with the sword and (laughs) it's just they all you know I'm it's like so looking, true. I don't know, have I heard that book before? I've got like 18 other books that have covers that look almost I, the same. I feel like that floral sword motif is something newer we actually saw come about. Like, because I yeah. remember first seeing it in like Snap of Silver Stem, that mm, series. Yeah. Um, And I, oh, and then the Jennifer Armentrout books kind of had that vibe yeah, as well. Yeah, the Blood and Ash, yeah. Yeah, and then like, I mean, yeah. I like it, it's just they kind of like bleed together just started seeing like more and more and more of that and like i do the same thing i'm like is that that series no it's not oh it's a different series and i will look into it because it's like oh it's got the kind of book cover that i like yeah but yeah it it was a change because it used to always just be like not like a fabio cover but it was something like that and then they would like kind of edit it to like you know fit the book um but now we're seeing more of this like there's a bird Old and some font. flowers and some weapon. And <laughs> yeah, the fonts like twining together exactly. like vines or something. Yeah. It's pretty. I'm into it. Whatever. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, so okay. do you want to tell them about our theme for next week? Yes, it is. Witch, witch, you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, had to do that because of practical, practical magic. magic. I don't even remember if it's in the book because uh, I've definitely seen that movie way more than I've read the book. But it's the yeah. chant that the townspeople would say to the. Um... Oh my gosh, what was their name? The anyway. sisters. Yeah, I, don't remember I can't either. remember the name. The... Whatever. I'm not going to get there. I can't even remember the name of the book that we're talking about. How am I going to remember that? Yeah. Good point. (laughs) O'Connor? O'Connor sisters? No. I'm just going to stop. People are screaming. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Because people love Practical Magic. Well, I love it too. I've got a bumper sticker. I'm just having a brain fart. Um, Okay. So my book that Jessica picked for me is Flames of Chaos by Amelia Hutchins, which is the first book of the Legacy of the Nine Realms series. Mm-hmm. Get ready for some smut. It's happening. Oh, yeah, I know. I've got mixed feelings about old Amelia Hutchins, so we'll see. This one's hard. I feel often her first books are the roughest because you haven't, like, adjusted to her characters yet. Um, So we'll see how it goes. There is one scene in this I remember that I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this one, but I ended up loving this series. It's still going. Right. Okay. So. We'll see what you think of yeah. these witchies. I'm excited to read it. Yeah. And then I, we're going to go back to Charissa Weeks. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yes, I think um, so. <laughs> and read A City of Ruins. And I might try to knock out the third one as well and be ready to kind of touch I on that so, one too. But if you don't, that's fine. I mean, I'm it currently, like, like, it's, it's, it's its own independent story that's kind of separate from what's going oh. on in the main story. Okay. It's like a side oh, jaunt. Oh, so is it's, it about it's, a certain sister? Yes. 
I had a feeling because they're talking a lot about them right now and I like them. So I'm all, yeah. I'm game for that. I'll probably want to read it. So. Oh yeah. You'll definitely want to read it. It's just a matter of like time you can get to it before we record again. So, yeah. you know, if you, if we can dip a toe into that one, this is also going to be funny for me because I read City of Ruins like pretty much right when it came out. So it's been yeah. a little while for me. I don't know what happened. I just had some other things that I wanted to read and I just kept putting it off. Um, yeah. I mean, I love the world. I love the oh, characters. Yeah. I just actually, I'm going to need some help because some of these characters, I read the first book so long ago. I'm like, now who was this? <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of piecing it together as I go. But uh, yeah, sometimes that can be hard when that's what I told because of, I can't even remember. Oh, it was the serpent in the wings of night. I almost didn't want to read it because I was like, I've got too many ongoing series and my memory is real bad, guys. Like, I can't yeah. wait, like, a year in between books without rereading the, yeah. the past books because otherwise I start start in and, and I don't remember anything. Oh, yeah. Remember when I went back to, like, Hawk and Poppy? I'm like, who's Kieran? Yeah. Who's this? And, like, I mean, these are huge characters. And yeah. I was just like, I had to go back and start over because I was like, okay, this isn't working. So yeah, we'll start from no the beginning. Yeah, it's no shade to the authors. It's just my, my rot brain. Like, I yeah. can't, I can't well, hold anything in there. And I just finished a book that had a very similar, like, feeling to um, the books we just read. Um, and it had, like, you know, it had, like, a, a, a guy with wings and... A badass female character. And like, I seriously had to like, okay, which book was that? Is this? No, I'm not talking about that book. Because it does. <laughs> like, you get things kind of intertwined. And... Yeah. Well, and you know, like, no offense to the genre. There's a lot of repeating elements. So it's like, you know, when that's all you read. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They kind of start to bleed together a little bit. Yeah. That book is really good, though. I should remember the name of it. I think oh, yeah, I told you, you to read it. We're going to have to work in uh, to bleed a crystal bloom at some point, too, because that's another one of my favorite series right now. We the did Snap the first Soldiers. one, right? No, we didn't. I don't think we've talked about it at all. I feel like we did. I don't think so. Okay, well, Have you back. read the third book yet? Of that? No, I read the first two. Okay. Yeah. So good. Ugh. I can read the third one. So good. We'll, we'll figure it out. We've got okay. plans. All, All right. right. Well, thank you guys for joining us after our long break. Um, <laughs> We're a little rusty, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll get back into it. We've got yeah, lives. We will. You know, we have we have day jobs. So. <laughs> sure do. Yeah. But anyway, so we'll be back next week to talk about which witch you're a bitch. Witch. <laughs> Bye. I'm so excited. Bye. <laughs> This has been another episode of the Sexy Scary Book Club with your hosts, Lisa and Jessica. We have more episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you pod. If you like us and want to hear more, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at SexyScaryBook or send us an email and tell us what you think at sexyscarybookclub at gmail.com.